Welcome to the Christian Business Concepts with your host, Harold Milby. Christian Business Concepts is dedicated to guiding companies and business owners in becoming effective, efficient, and successful through God's Word and godly principles. Now, here's your host, Harold Milby. Hey there, and welcome to today's Christian Business Concepts podcast. I'm so very grateful that you've decided to download this podcast. You know, CBC is dedicated to helping Christian uh, Christian business leaders apply, apply biblical principles to help find true success. And I, I sincerely hope, I mean, it is my desire that today's podcast will encourage you, enlighten you, and empower you as you listen. It's truly a privilege and an honor to have you with me today. So let's jump right into today's topic, which is what Harvard Business Review says are the top five business leader uh, things that business leaders are afraid of. And as we begin uh, to look at those top five things that uh, the Harvard Business Review says that business leaders are afraid of, let's start by, you know, applying some basic truth and understanding. So I want to establish this before we get into that. First, Let's realize this. Everyone deals with fear in some form or fashion and at one time or another. Fear is something that began, it, it, it has its roots all the way back into the Garden of Eden, right after man sinned against God. If you'll recall, Adam and Eve sinned. They recognized that they were naked. They sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. And in Genesis 3.10, it said, And he said, Adam, he said, I heard thy voice in the garden. He was talking about God's voice. And I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Genesis 3.10. So the very first fear uh, is is shown to us in Genesis chapter 3. Uh, up until that time, man had nothing to fear. They weren't afraid of anything. You know, one of the greatest and most base fears that man has is being seen naked. I, I, I think that everybody has probably at least once or twice in their, li- in their lifetime have had this nightmare of being naked or being in your in your underwear or something like that in front of other people and you'd wake up in this cold sweat. And psychologists say those types of dreams are a sign that we have a deep-rooted fear of something that's not necessarily a fear of being naked in front of people, but that's in our dreams how it comes out. Now, isn't it amazing when you think about it that that the base fear is is merely a sign of other subconscious fears? In other words, this base fear, this fear of being naked that we read about in Genesis chapter 3 is the base fear that, that we wind up in our subconscious that comes to light through dreams uh, to give us an understanding or to help us to recognize that we have another fear, there's a greater fear. So let's first recognize that everybody deals with fear in some form or fashion. Next, I think we have to recognize that God wants you to live free from fear. 
You know, the fear of God is really the only kind of fear that he wants in our lives, and this kind of fear is one of reverence. Um, you know, but let's just look at a few of the fear nots and, and just a few of them. In Genesis 26, 24, the word says, fear not, for I am with thee. In Deuteronomy one twenty one, it says, fear not, neither be discouraged. In Hebrews 13, 6, it says, the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do to me. Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. In Isaiah 35 and 4, it says, Say to them that are fearful of heart, fear not. Now, these are just a few of the fear nots uh, that are listed uh, in the Word of God. Now, not having fear is kind of a lifelong battle and goal. It's easy to say, but it's hard to live. You know, people struggle with phobias of all types, you know, the fear for some people are so strong that it kind of creates an anxiety. I mean, billions of dollars in revenue are generated in the drug industry from the sales of drugs that are helping people with fear. That's how powerful fear is. Now, personally, I have a, a an absolute hatred of fear and what fear does. But that brings me to the next truth. You can overcome fear. And I wouldn't say that if I didn't believe it. When, when I was a young pastor in my first church, I, I was so afraid to speak in front of people that I'd get sick to my stomach. I, I'd, have to, I'd have to suck on peppermints to try to calm my stomach down every time that I began to, uh, or every time I was, right before I would get ready to preach. Uh, this went on for, you know, almost the whole entire first 12 months as a senior pastor. It was something that I had to fight every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, and every Wednesday night. Now, eventually I overcame it. And now I can speak in front of people, and it's just as natural to me as breathing. Um, but you know, I was able to overcome fear. And then the last truth I'll speak before we get into this is it will take patience, persistence, and perseverance to overcome your fears. I wish I could, I could just tell you, you just prayed this simple prayer and that fear would be vanquished from your life forever, but that's not normally what happens. You know, let, let me explain it through this story. Once there was a young warrior, and her teacher told her that she would have to do battle with fear. Now, she didn't want to do that. It just seemed too aggressive. It was scary. It seemed impossible. But the teacher insisted that this young warrior had to do it and gave her some very special instructions for battle. And then the day came. And there the student warrior was. He stood, she stood on one side, and fear stood on the other side. And the warrior was feeling very small, and fear was looking very big and wrathful. And they both had their weapons. The young warrior roused herself and went toward fear. And then she prostrated three times and asked, May I have permission to go into battle with you? 
And fear said, thank you for showing me so much respect that you asked permission. And then the young warrior said, how can I defeat you? Fear replied, my weapons are that I talk fast and I get very close to your face. Then you get completely unnerved and do whatever I say. If you don't do what I tell you, I have no power. You can listen to me and you can have respect for me. You can even be convinced by me. But if you don't do what I say, I have no power. And with that, the young warrior learned how to defeat fear. So what I'm saying in this story is that you may have fears in your life, but you don't have to be overcome by them. Now, Harvest Business Review did a survey of 116 business leaders. 73% of them were male, 27% female. Now, Harvard Business uh, said this about this report. What we found about business leaders' fears and their impact in the boardroom and upon the business was revealing and in some cases astonishing. And here are those top five fears in order, according to the Harvest, uh, uh, Harvard Business Review. So the biggest fear was to be found incompetent. Now, this fear has several negative side effects. Number one, it diminishes a person's confidence. Uh, it, it undermines their relationships. Uh, it results in either, either poor decision-making or no decision-making at all. You know, problems become bigger than they should. Uh, they don't lead. And so the fear of being incompetent, really it kind of refers to a person's perceived inability, right or wrong. But they have this perceived inability to complete something or to do something. You know, a great example of this was Moses when God called him to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt. Moses didn't feel like he was competent to do the job. I mean, he told God all the reasons why he wasn't. First, he said, well, you know, I'm nobody. I've been out here in the wilderness and, and tending sheep and doing this. I'm nobody. And next, he said, well, I don't have any authority. You know, I, I don't have any authority to go out there and lead those people out. Uh, next, he said, no one's going to believe that God sent me. He said, nobody's going to believe that God's sending me. You know, I, I got to have, I, you know, I've, I've got to have, you know, some kind of a sign. Um, and then, of course, you know, God gave him the, the stick, that, the staff that turned into a serpent. Uh, when, he, when he said he didn't have any authority, what he was saying was who, he, he actually said, who am I going to tell them that sent me here to do this? And, and that's when God said, tell them that the am that I am sent you. And, and so uh, the last thing that he said um, was that he had trouble speaking. And now God's starting to get angry, and he's starting to get upset with all these excuses. And he just told God, he said, God, I'm not qualified. You need to find somebody else. Now, do any of these things sound familiar to you? I mean, we make up excuses, but the real, the real issue is, is we have this fear of being incompetent. Now, the remedy to this fear is to spend some time in God's presence. Just talk to him. You know, it, you know, here's the thing to realize. God wants you to be successful. He wants it. 
Many times it's because we lack knowledge on a specific subject. Okay, spend time learning through books or podcasts or videos. Find somebody you trust and talk to them. Talk it through. But give yourself room to fail. That's okay. Because some of the best things I've ever learned in my life have come after I've failed at something. And here's a wisdom seed to remember. Failures are merely stepping stones to success. So take the time sometimes in your life. Just spend time reviewing your successes. You know, look at the times when you were overwhelmed, but you wound up being an overcomer. You know, recognize God made you to be a victor and not a victim. You got to break free of that. Get out from underneath of that umbrella that, that you're, you're under because you're trying to protect yourself from the rain. But realize this rain is what's going to bring forth and increase a mighty harvest in your life. The next fear that uh, the Harvest, uh, Harvard uh, Business Review mentioned is, is a fear of underachieving. Now, this fear almost encompasses the fear of disappointing others as well. I mean, people who struggle with this fear, they often find that there's a lot of emotion involved. And the real root of this is that they're looking for the approval of other people, and they genuinely feel disappointed in themselves. Uh, you know, they have to have the approval of, approval of other people uh, for their identity, because their identity is t a tied, it's really tied to what other people's approvals are. So in many cases, they have low self-esteem, they lack confidence in themselves and who they are as a person. And as long as they have everybody's approval, then things are going really good. But then uh, if they don't have their approval, then things go bad. Now, this, this fear causes a person's identity to be a tied to their accomplishments. Listen, you are not what you do. You are not your successes. You are not your failures. And to overcome this fear, you're going to need to, to get a good sense of who you are. And, and it has nothing to do with the level of your social prominence or your, your position or, or your circle of friends. As a born-again believer, I found that my identity was in Christ and he, who he says I am. My identity is protected by the Word of God and what the Scriptures say about me. You know, there are times that I read the I am's out loud to myself to reinforce what the Lord says about me. Now, this confession, you can find it on the CBC website. But some of them are this, when I read this list at times. I am blessed. I am prosperous. I am successful. I am victorious. I am wise, I am healthy, I am equipped, I am qualified, I am secure, I am a child of the Most High God. Now, I can boldly say these things about myself because God's Word tells me that I am those things and that I have come to have confidence in that Word. So to me, to fail doesn't make me a failure. To be defeated does not mean I'm a victim. We just need to learn to measure our achievements by God's word for our lives. We need to measure our achievements by his purpose for our lives. And we need to measure our achievements 
by his will for our lives. The third fear that the Harvard Business Review mentions is, is the fear of being vulnerable. Now, being vulnerable is not the same thing as being weak, and I know people think that, but it's not. It doesn't mean that you show no emotion, uh, that you cannot admit to making mistakes, or that you cannot share your feelings, but yet people who have this fear of being vulnerable, that's what they do. A lot of this fear is rooted in a fear of being hurt by others, but in reality, we're really in control of what we allow to hurt us. And at the very least of that, maybe if you don't agree, agree with that, but at the very least, we're in control of how much we allow something to hurt us. You know, people who, who have been repeatedly hurt, repeatedly abused or mistreated, they can have this fear. Uh, they, they feel if they close themselves off from other people, they'll protect themselves from getting hurt again. The problem is that it causes people to have very few relationships. They mistrust just about everybody. And if you're going to be successful in business or an organization or a department, you need relationships. Closing yourself off just keeps you from communicating with others and them communicating with you. And those are two important things that you need to do in your business organization. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, it says, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So he says, my strength is made perfect in weakness. So understand, you can be vulnerable. You can admit there are times when you don't have all the answers. You can admit when you make a mistake. You can open yourself up to other people. I mean, to overcome this fear, you've got to become honest with yourself. Once you've become honest with yourself, then you can become honest with other people. All right, the fourth fear was the fear of being attacked politically, emotionally by others. Now, this causes people to also become mistrustful of, of other people and very cautious, overly cautious. Uh, you know, when you place your trust in Christ Jesus... He will fight your battles for you. And even if you are attacked, you will be the one that comes out victorious. You know, I left an organization some years ago, and when I left, it wasn't on the best of terms. And, and in fact, I had made some serious mistakes, and the board wanted me gone. So I felt it was the best thing to do, and so that's what I did. I left. Now, I was very loved and respected by the people of the organization. Uh, and instead of risking a political coup, if we want to say that, the leaders and the board decided to begin spreading lies and gossip. They attacked my character. They attacked my person. Uh, as much as I wanted to launch an all-out war against these people, I decided to let the Lord fight my battles, and he did, and he brought success back into my life. But there's always that, that chance that other people will attack you, and sometimes it's from the very people that you think would not attack you. 
Well, Romans 8 and 31 says, What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? In verse 37 of that same chapter, it says, Nay, in all things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. You don't have to worry about people attacking you. If you are serving God, if you if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, then you don't have to worry about people attacking you. It's going to happen in life. It just does. You don't have to be afraid of it. And you don't have to to be the person who goes out and responds and uh, is always, um, you know, defending themselves. I just refuse to do it. I'm a child of God, and God's going to be the one that's going to defend me. And that's the way I have, have led my life for these many, many years that I've been born again. Now, the last fear in this article was the fear of appearing foolish. And, and this kind of creates some social anxiety here, okay? I'll be honest. You know, they're, they're afraid of being humiliated or ridiculed for maybe some decisions that they made or maybe because of some of their actions. Um, you know, they're afraid of being embarrassed. Um, it's what it's when what we're trying to protect here is what psychologists call our self presentation in other words how we see ourselves and this kind of fear also keeps many people from spontaneity uh, it keeps many from joy or having any adventure in their life because of this fear of looking foolish as a business or an organization leaders uh, are called upon to take risk and take chances, but you can't do that if you're afraid of looking foolish. You know, the singer Cher and entertainer Cher once said, until you're ready to look foolish, you'll never have the possibility of being great. And I really kind of believe that. You know, I, I was trying to find, some years ago, I was trying to find a building to hold some special services for about six weeks. I was going to be preaching ministering to people, and I really felt the need to go and, uh, and do this in a very specific place, in this specific town, and so I wanted to do this. And so I was led to this businesswoman who is a fairly well-known businesswoman in this town, and she owned a building that was vacant, and it was perfect, and it was actually the building that the Lord had spoke to me about, and, and so I contacted this lady, and we met there. And I asked if she would be willing to allow me to use the building at no charge for six weeks for these special services. Well, she was very nice. She said she'd think about it and let me know, but all I heard was crickets. I didn't hear anything. And so after a while, I kind of felt the Lord speak to me that she was afraid of appearing foolish to other business leaders in the community if she let me use the building for free. You know, it's like, oh, my gosh, you know, why did you do that? That you know, he, he saw you coming. Boy, aren't you crazy? You know, or anything like that. I mean, I understood it, and I, I really felt like that was it. So I wrote her a letter, and in the letter I said to her, I said, look, I said, I don't want you to feel foolish uh, with people in the community, so here's what I'll do. I'll give you X amount of dollars for these next six weeks, and uh, – if you'll allow me to use the building, and then that way I'm paying you something for the building, and uh, uh, you know I'm not just uh, you know asking you to do it for nothing. Well, 
I immediately got an email back with a lease, a six-week you know, agreement, and uh, she accepted that and everything was great. But she had this fear of appearing foolish to other people. You know, in Galatians 1 and 10, it says, For do I now persuade men or God, or do I speak to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. So a lot of times we don't do things because we're afraid of looking foolish. You know, Proverbs 29, 25 says, The fear of man brings a snare, but whoso puts his trust in the Lord shall be safe. You know, all great leaders have looked foolish at one time or another. You need to free yourself by giving yourself permission to be foolish from one, you know, from time to time. If you're going to lead a business, an organization, or a department to be very successful, you're going to need to overcome one or more of these five fears that we've been talking about that was mentioned in this article. But let me tell you this. I truly have confidence in you that you can overcome these fears. I really do. You know, and fear, the word fear, F-E-A-R, has two meanings. One is forget everything and run, F-E-A-R, forget everything and run. And the other is face everything and rise. Now, the choice is yours. I can't do that for you. You have to make that decision. But I believe that you can overcome any of these fears that you may have that we've talked about today. Lord, thank you for today's podcast. I I pray it has helped those who have listened to be able to find a biblical way to overcome their fears in order to keep them from holding back. Lord, I pray for overcoming power in their lives, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I thank you for it. You know, again, I'm I'm so I'm so happy that you tuned, uh, downloaded today's podcast. And you know, one thing I never really mentioned, but if if any of you have business leaders in your church, and you would like to have me come and speak uh, either to your congregation about Christian business or uh, to a group of business leaders that you have, please go to my website. You could contact me through the website. Let me know, and I would be glad to consider that. I do that from time to time. I do speak, and I'll be glad to do that. So thanks again for downloading today's podcast. And remember, Jesus is Lord, and he wants you blessed. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Christian Business Concepts podcast. Go to ChristianBusinessConcepts.com for more information and resources. Be sure to check out other podcasts that will help you take your business and your personal life to a whole new level of success.